the headlines tonight. Zardos cultists forced to close new bakery after scenes emblazoned with mysterious runes possess customers. Rugby declared not a real sport and therefore legal. And our special report into why newsreaders should get a pay rise. <sighs> yep, I'm waiting. Welcome to the campaign trail. How's it hanging? <laughs> no, okay, sorry. Hello. Our top story tonight. The campaign team have met with the president of Scothan and his wife. The two ancient politicians, who we are assured are certainly not vampires, said the meeting went smoothly and deliciously. Peter Nimbus is there now. Peter, what actually happened at this meeting? Well, Valerie... <laughs> My name's not Valerie. Well, respected colleague, uh, what we are hearing from the President's own people tonight is that while the meal appeared cordial on the surface, there was much happening in subtext. Subtext? <laughs> this show's never had subtext before. <laughs> Sorry, <clears throat> what has brought this on? That's unclear at the moment, but what we can be sure of is that there's a strange number of doctors involved in this adventure. Who they are, though, remains a mystery. Peter, thank you. So, don't book your holidays just yet, folks. Let's start with Perrin and Aguilad. Uh, you're making your way through the city with instructions to find the Undercity. So, uh, putting your detective hats on, uh, how do you approach trying to find your way to the Undercity? I first panic because I left my detective hat on the Zeppelin. <laughs> and, and while and while Perrin's panicking, I'm stopping every single person we pass and asking them, where's the Undercity? <laughs> hey, up, lad, uh, where's Undercity? I need to go to Undercity. Uh, can Where I buy it? a hat there? <laughs> I, I I wouldn't know a thing about that. <laughs> and and people seem to sort of uh, hurriedly walk away from you, hiding their faces as they as they go. This does not put Agrilad off at all. He keeps asking. <laughs> uh, make an investigation check, I guess, just to see how well you do that with this uh, approach. It's going to be a high DC, I'm afraid. Well, I rolled a fifteen. Uh, okay, I think you find one person near a boarded-up shop who uh, overhears you asking and sort of approaches and goes, "Why you were uh, look He's got like, he's wearing like a trench coat and a trilby and uh, sort of hiding half behind a, a newspaper and says, "You were uh, heard you looking for the uh, old Undercity? So, oh, how do you know? Hi, we're looking for Undercity. Do you know where it is? Uh, I might if you were." Uh, but my memory's a little uh, rusty. Perhaps it could do... Oh, I'm so sorry. Is that because of all the awful healthcare here? <laughs> well, well, I'll have you know, I, I got some... Um, what is this voice I'm doing? <laughs> well, if you know, I, I got some uh, very nice um, memory tablets from uh, from Dr. Quacks. And, uh, but uh, they seem to have worn off slightly. I can't quite afford my next prescription. Perhaps you could uh, help, a, help a fellow out. 
I, okay. I could slap you up back at head. That normally helps with memory. Uh, mm, uh, are you threatening me? Oh, I'm offering to help. You asked us for help, I'm offering to help. Uh, I, I'd uh, prefer not a violent way of doing it. Oh, um, right. Oh, okay, then. Uh, if you've got, uh, you know, a couple of silver pieces, uh, just hang around as loose change. Um, so, I, I, I just give them to him without questioning. Ooh. Or do, do you do that at the same time as me? No, I'm trying to figure out how silver and a rusty memory go together. <laughs> oh, you know, my memory's just come back to me. Thank you. That's, that's miraculous. Oh, wow. Um, do, would, do you mind if I sent a quick word to my deity for this uh, this miracle that has just happened? Surely this is of their intervening. Uh, yeah, uh, go, go, go ahead. Uh, you're... Uh, if I, if I might ask, uh, young baldy lad, um, what, uh, what is it that ails you that you're looking for in the city? Some ducks. Uh, oh, you've got a case of the ducks. Ooh, Ooh that's nasty. Ooh. No, I'm looking for some ducks. Uh, oh, you're looking for a Dr. Quack. So, what, what, what is it, uh, if you don't mind my asking? Uh, what, uh, you know, a bit of triage here, you know. What, what, what's, uh, what's exactly up with you? I'll suck with thee if they're paying. Fair enough, you're confidential, I understand. Uh, he leads you towards uh, this boarded-up shop, and... Okay. Yes? What's he asking? I, I think he's asking um, why you're broken. I'm not broken. I've got all my arms and all my legs. Oh no, that's not why we're seeing the doctor. Um, usually, you know how doctors work. You say, hello, I heard. And they say, are you sure? And then maybe they'll give you a few tests, and maybe you'll better refer on in three to five years, and then eventually you pass out, and you end up playing, and suddenly it's an emergency. That sort of thing. <laughs> That's not how my doctor worked. I'd go to him. Oh, you're lucky. I'd go to him, and I'd say I hurt, and he'd say, "Get over it, lad." You had a doctor. You had a doctor. Luxury. <laughs> when I came from, it was just me and the herbal well, garden at the monastery. I call him a doctor. It was more like the guy who swept up in the courtyard. <laughs> you had a guy who swept. You don't know you're born! Oh, I said swept, he used his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> the man who licked the floor. He was your medical guy. <laughs> I, I like your monastery less and less. <laughs> I feel like we're just going to have a monastery off. <laughs> uh, he, um, this uh, shady guy takes you to a... Um, uh, a sort of boarded up shop and uh, he gives uh, the shutters a bit of a kick uh, and then he drums a little um, like almost Morse code kind of tiny thing on the on the uh, metal and then somebody opens it from inside does he knock four times? <laughs> more or less <laughs> uh, you see some signs that are pointing down a set of uh, stairs uh, you don't see who opened the door, though, as you pass through. And uh, this shady guy uh, starts uh, leading you down, uh, and you see some signs for uh, the station. Uh, it's leading you to uh, Herring's Cross Station. Uh, and the, the the guy says, Well, you see, uh, back, in, back in old days, we got uh, some, uh, got some tr- train system brought in from Draconia. But... Uh, well, when they discovered that Fork were using uh, trains to smuggle in some uh, contraband, well, uh, well, they had to shut them down before it was properly finished. So a lot of the contraband? tunnels. Contraband? 
Aye, aye, aye. They, they were bringing in old uh, medicines and, and stuff from Draconia. You know. And he sort of leans in close to you, Perrin, and he goes, You know, in Draconia, they say they've got a fountain of youth down there. Yeah. Oh, I've read about this. We've seen one. You've seen a dozen. <laughs> I've never seen one. What's it like? It's like a fountain. <laughs> okay, I've seen fountains. What's it? What makes it youthful? They don't make it youthful. It makes other people youthful when they drink from it. Except that. Except that. were broken because it just made people sick when they drank from it. <laughs> oh. Ah, you had fountain of death. That's where you had. <laughs> I didn't kill anyone unless they fell in it and drowned. Die. Right. Does that happen often? No, not that often. Once or <laughs> twice a month. Okay, not that bad. Alright, uh, you are led into a, uh, a sort of corridor, again, that is heading down. Uh, you hear your feet echoing off, off these uh, stone walls. Uh, it's all lined with cracked tiles. There are bits of uh, food wrappings and Roosevelt newspaper. And there's kind of a bit of a putrid smell. Uh, until you come to a, a large station-like uh, platform, and you see a lot of people uh, huddled around on uh, on the floor, and some people are sort of dangling their legs over the edge towards a set of tracks that disappear down black tunnels that vanish beyond sight. One of the people uh, looks up as you come in, uh, and you see that this person is wearing quite a, a smart suit. And uh, the shady guy kind of goes up to him and goes, All right, I've got two more patients uh, to see Dr. Quacks. If you'd like to sign them in, I'll uh, head back up. And uh, this new guy nods and comes up to you with a clipboard and says, All right, you two, uh, what's, uh, what seems to be the problem? He's doing it now. Why does everybody <laughs> assume there's something wrong with me? Because maybe it's because of the way that you want to see a doctor. Do you want me to make a... a, a I can make something up. Why, you do that. You're better at it than I am. I'm flatulent, and it hurts. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really? Well, oh, I... God, the pain. The pain of it all. Ow, I'm in agony. Well, that's... Uh, I'm sure I'm sure, Doctor can, uh, can see you to you about that. Uh, oh, Good, blimey. because I yeah. can barely stand. See? That was a pain noise. <laughs> uh, one person who's kind of sat nearby goes, <laughs> See... Quacks is just letting anybody in here. This used to be a respectable medical establishment. Now they're just letting Riff Raff in. Excuse me, Riff Raff? Aye, you. You from Draconia. You're trying to get us all in trouble again, are you? No, no, I've never been to Draconia. Aye, a likely story. What about you, half boy? I don't like the tone of your voice or the cut of your jib. So you look to me. Like folks that have come from up there. Folks that, yeah, I can smell. You've got Pfizer's stink all over you. You know, they put chemicals in the health potions, don't they? And make your feathers fall out. Don't trust anything that comes from Pfizer. We ain't got any feathers. I see, exactly. Um, You've been taking their health potions. And and, and we don't come from up there, we come from down there. Down there. Where are you from then? Uh, From Darnoth. Health potions in Darnoth are laced with goblin piss. That's why you elected that goblin, eh? Well, the beer's not great, but I won't call it that. I don't know that you could even bottle a goblin's piss. You can, trust me. Has anyone ever tried? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You would know. You got any health potions on you? Tell you, you need to chuck them away right now. Full of goblin piss. Um, I, I don't have any on me at all. Never seen one. Wouldn't trust anything except what comes from Dr. Quacks. He's not bought by the big health co- potion in- industrial complex. 
Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Is, is he good, this Dr. Quacks? Uh, another person approaches. Um, he's kind of short, scruffy looking, wearing oversized clothes and uh, a mop of black hair. Uh, he's human, uh, or so it seems, uh, but he doesn't look particularly well. And uh, he says, Oh, he's wonderful, Dr. Quacks. Legitimate health professional, definitely. Certainly not a con artist. 100% believable, wouldn't you agree? I, d- I don't know if I've met him yet. What about you, Akrad? I'm beginning to trust what these people are saying less and less. Sensible, yeah. I do beg your pardon, but I can tell from your accents that you're not from around here. And he's sort of trying to sort of take you away from the conspiracy guy. You wouldn't happen to be from Darnoth, would you? How do you know? Well, I couldn't help overhearing. Now, if I may ask you a professional question... Don't know, can you? Are you here for... medical coverage at all? Yes! Mixed messages, I see. Well, here's the thing. But before he can speak... A door opens uh, down the station, and a duck Arakokra emerges from the shadows. Uh, this would have been a great, hilarious uh, bit if you hadn't already preempted <laughs> me. Uh, he has a. Uh... We can laugh if you'd like us to. <laughs> oh, it's so funny! Oh, my side, oh my, my side God, splitting. I need a doctor. <laughs> uh, he's got a wide bill and a pristine white coat and a gold stethoscope. Uh, he's got a nice suit underneath. Uh, he's very incongruous with the kind of shabbiness of the station, and uh, he, he kind of uh, looks at his clipboard and goes, Right then, who's next? You, let's uh, start uh, back in the delegate's office, where, Victorina, you've been sort of giving new milk to some of the delegates, uh, while uh, Pen, Perrin and uh, Aguilad have gone off on their little quest. Uh, how much uh, new milk do you have on you? Um, infinite... Amount. Uh, um, I have, I have new to... milk, which is refilled by magic when it's empty. Because how can I represent new milk if I don't have a bottle of new milk on me at all times? It's a company policy. Uh, hmm. <laughs> it does take time to fill okay. back up again. Though. I can't. All right. I, I okay. Can't let's yeah. The hospital with like a, a water gallon of new milk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll say. Yeah. You've got. You've got enough for uh, everyone in this um, room. I'll say. And uh, one of the uh, delegates sort of grabs you by the hand and says, oh, "Thank you, Miss Cresty Grieper. If we are all recovered, I, I think we can safely say that uh, you've got our votes." Well, well, that's that's very nice to hear. Thank you. I, I appreciate the support, and I hope you feel better soon. Oh, that's that's brilliant. That's belting. Uh, Lisa kind of grabs you and by the arm and says, Oh, we can't just leave. What are we going to do? Heal everyone in the country? Well, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Yes, let's do that. Yes, it would, but I suspect we might attract undue attention if we went around giving out new milk to people before it's even been approved in this country. And if we go around undermining their medical system, it might be a one-way ticket to... Not getting approved. It's merely a drink. Obviously it's very healthful, but it's not medicine. We can't just sit here and let the powerful get healed up so they can vote for us while everyone else suffers. Yes, we should go and heal all the unpowerful people. I wish we could, but you won't always be here. I think what the minister's trying to say is that we cannot possibly drink our way to victory. (laughs) (laughs) 
Precisely, Mr. Penney. Right, we've got a job to do. We need to find Mr. Fizzar. We're heading to the hospital to get to the bottom of this. And uh, again, she kind of like tightens her tie and like uh, does her her buttons up and uh, scratch like, cracking her knuckles. <laughs> Um, so, uh, on the higher levels of the city, uh, as you get out of the Presidential Palace, uh, you see some clear signposts for the Grand Golden St. Beard's Hospital. Uh, you see a lot of flashy, shining ambulances flying back and forth, slick, well-polished windows glittering from a series of tall towers and gossamer bridges connecting them. Uh, Standing before it, uh, you're now going to have to work out how you're going to do this. I don't know. What were we going to do again? Oh, oh dear. We are going to get the details of where Mr. Fizar is operating from. They said the head of the hospital, Dr. Williams, will have it in his office. So we need to get in there, find his office, get the information and have a word with Mr. Fizar. Right, so then I stride ahead towards the entrance hall. <laughs> oh dear. I, ha- I hurry behind her. The entrance hall is sparkling clean, and you see some staff who are wearing sort of pristine clothes, well-groomed hair, expensive shoes. Uh, to your right, you can see a line of little shops. Uh, to your left, you can just see that there is a canteen. Uh, but right ahead of you is a reception desk. And there is a uh, an Arakoka at the desk who looks up at you as you approach, and she says, "Welcome to St. Beard's Hospital. How will you be paying for your treatment today?" Oh, we haven't come for treatment. We've come to see Dr. Williams. Oh, do you have an appointment? Um, I don't need an appointment. Victoria oh, requested um, new milk. Let me uh, see if he's um, in. And she uh, punches a little uh, intercoms. Uh, doc- Dr. Williams, uh, there's a lady called Victrina Crested Grebe New Milk here to see you. Uh, there's a pause and... I'm in a meeting. Uh, I'm afraid he's uh, in a meeting right now, but uh, uh, if you would like to uh, peruse the cafes perhaps for a while and... Uh, I will. Uh, I will try and contact him again once he's out of his meeting. Um, where is his meeting? Uh, I'm afraid that's confidential. Where is his office? Sorry, who were you again? Victrina Crested Grieve. I'm a representative of New Milk. I'm here to discuss dairy issues with him. International political dairy issues. <laughs> Very important ones. Uh, can you make a persuasion check? Um, internationally important dairy issues. Oh, it's not. I rolled a five. Well, like I say, I'll I'll let him know as soon as he's out of his meeting. Uh, But uh, feel free to, um, uh, to, 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 as I say, try out the shops and uh, the canteen and uh, I'll uh, let you know as soon as he's uh, available. And she goes back to doing some paperwork. So, uh, where would you like to go first? You've got a few options. Uh, you've got the cafes, shops and chemist in one area. You've got a canteen. Uh, you've got the Screaming Tower, which is A&E. Uh, you've got something called the Tower of Blood. And you've got the Super Premium Patient Tre- Treatment Centre. Okay. That's right. I found it. I, have, I can see a map over here. Um, none of these places sound very nice with the possible exception of the canteen. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere else sounds a little bit scary. Is this all on the same floor? Yes, this is the ground floor. So we don't have a map of the second floor? Not yet. 
I think we should go to... I quite like the idea of the Tower of Blood. Well, yeah, <laughs> I thought you would. I don't think they give you blood if you go there. Well, that doesn't matter now, does it? Is there only one elevator? Uh, there seems to be only one elevator, yes. So, so despite the fact that the Tower of Blood is obviously a tower and therefore it's implicit that it has several floors, to, to get from one floor to the other you have to come out, go around, get finished, <laughs> go up, come out again. There probably are stairs within the tower. You don't build the tower without stairs. Yeah. Seems very hard work. Did you want to go to the Tower of Blood? Because I'd like to go to the second floor and poke around. There might be stairs. <laughs> well, there might be stairs. Should okay. we go and look at the Tower of Blood? Let's look for the Tower of Blood. It sounds um, really appealing. So you stride through the hospital, and again, it's it smells very clean. It's got that kind of antiseptic smell, fantasy antiseptic smell. I'm doing my uh, best to look like I know where I'm going, so that if anyone questions me, I can go, look, I know where I'm going. <laughs> That's always a good... Uh, make a performance check. I like the whole watering round in a high-vis jacket. Uh, <laughs> the input is wrong. The dice... Six. Uh, you're not too convincing. A couple of doctors, like as you're walking past, kind of look at you and give you a sort of raised eyebrow. Um... You eventually you come to the Tower of Blood. Uh, its doors uh, uh, are these like pristine white uh, metal doors, and uh, as you um, push them open, they screech on metal hinges, uh, and you are presented with a long um, hospital ward uh, with lots and lots of um, you know those kind of beds that uh, are adjustable and uh, change their angle uh, so the that. Yeah, yeah, but they're so that you can like be stood up in them almost. Yes. Uh, you walk past quite a few people uh, who are upside down in these uh, stood-up beds, and they have tubes coming out of their wrists. Blood seems to be pouring through these tubes and into large vats that sit next to every um, ah. uh, bed. Uh, as soon as you walk in, uh, a uh, a doctor comes up to you. Uh, in a long red coat uh, and says, uh, Excuse me, uh, what are you doing in here? Um, we're looking for Dr. Williams. Well, he's not here. He's in his office. What are you doing in the Tower of Blood? Looking for Dr. Williams. Sightseeing. Why are those people upside down? Th- th- they are donating blood to a noble court. No, no, if you wouldn't... Well, they are obviously bleeding them out. <laughs> it's, it's, all, it's all part of the completely legal um, payment plan. You see, some of these people have a a family who simply cannot pay their medical bills, and so they are paying through through other means. So uh, so you're literally bleeding them dry with their medical bills? Yes, yes. Now, I'd ask you to please um, come away from the door, if you would be so kind. Uh, We can't make too much noise in here. Why can't we make too much noise in here? Ooh, uh, can you make... Actually, no, because you're shouting. I'm going to... I'm shouting. Okay, as you hear your voice uh, rattle around uh, the room, uh, you hear something twitching and moving on the ceiling. What do you do? I look up. Looking up, you see a swarm of bats hanging upside down and all of their tiny little eyes flick open and fix on you. The door slams closed behind you and a swarm of bats come rushing down to attack you. Oh dear. Oh dear. I think we're in trouble now, Ben.
Okay, so uh, you watch as this uh, quack doctor uh, is taking one of his patients aside. You there, Mrs. Fibbery, as the ear. Well, well, Dr. Quax, it's acting up. I took all the potions you prescribed. Ah, but did you recite the ancient spell? No? Well, there's your answer. I can't be expected to do everything, can I? You're a beautiful old, I mean, young lady. I expect you're cleverer than most, too, aren't you? I'll give you another course of Essence of Hip replacement, diluted ten million times from the dust of an ancient hip creature. There'll be twenty grotsits, Mrs. And uh, you see her handing over some money to him in exchange for a small uh, vial of what looks like water. Uh, what do you do? I wonder over. Uh, he looks up at you. Goes, One moment, my good chap, my dear, handsome young chap. Ah, yes, that was twenty grotsits, Mrs. Figory. Thank, thank you. Now, what can I do for you, my fine, strapping young chap? You look to be in the pinnacle of health. Does everybody in this town make everybody else pay for healing? <laughs> well, healing doesn't come cheap, my friend. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Um, the thing that is wrong with my dear friend is too much bluntness. Like a knife that's been used too many times. Oh, that sounds serious. Healing should be free. Now, now. I'd like to keep talk like that down to a minimum. You'll put an honest man over See, job. This, this is the thing. The cost of getting hurt or the cost of getting ill is getting hurt or getting ill. So you shouldn't have to pay more to get better afterwards. I'm not here to talk politics. This is a business. It's not politics. It's, it's common sense and decency. Uh, he kneels down to sort of uh, be at eye level with you. You are a very intelligent young man. Knew it the moment I laid eyes on you. Are you trying to butter me up? Uh, he sort of uh, pats your arm and... Oh, strong muscles. You must work out 20 times a day. Um, yeah, but that's beside the point. Like I say, you're refined, young boy. You must only want the best. How about something for your blood pressure? I've got some diluted essence of Jemma's fawn. Go down well with the missus back home. Just 30 grotsits to you, sir. Well, I'm actually here to talk to Dr. Quax. That's me, Dr. Savalon Quax, at your service. Medical expert, alphanologist, <laughs> certified by the university of very legit. Oh, really? You, you've, been, you've been to university? Okay. What's it like? Ah, the dragonborn. Well, your type usually has a very high body temperature. Allow me to prescribe you with this very exclusive essence of ice. Essence of ice, you mean water? No. What makes you say such a terrible thing? I'm a legitimate businessman, I'll have you know. Medicine is not business. Selling books is business. Carving things out of bone is business. <laughs> Pen's not here. Make, <laughs> ma making rugs out of yetis is business, but medicine is not business. Uh, he raises an eyebrow and says, Look, I can see you're upset, but... No, you haven't seen me upset. Don't make me upset. You'll not like me when I'm upset. Uh, he sort of uh, nods you to sort of follow him away, away from the other people. Yeah. People are desperate, and they need hope more than they need fancy medicines. There's a gap in the market, and I'm filling it. If you're not convinced, well, perhaps I can help you with something? Aye, I can tell us how to find this Pfizer chair. Oh. I wouldn't deal with Fizzer. <laughs> well, see, you wouldn't want to deal with The him. way I see it is if we can get rid of this Pfizer chap, 
and make him give his medicine away for free, it'd put you out of business as well. Well, that would be an interesting business proposal, and I would... Oh my word, what is that? And he points at something behind you. Can you make a wisdom saving throw, both of you? Ha! <laughs> can I? Can I? Can I? Try. Oh, I can! 17! Um, mine's a lot lower than that. <laughs> Aguilad, you turn to look uh, and see very little. Perrin, you almost turn, but you keep your eyes on him as he runs. Can I make this quite in character? Yeah. And actually try and look behind him. <laughs> so it achieves the same end goal, but via a very Perrin route. Okay, um, actually, yeah, because you've got quite a high roll there, you look behind him and uh, you see the tunnel that he is uh, sprinting towards. And in it, you see a strange etheric glowing light uh, and he sprints towards it what do you do have i seen this sort of light ever make before? an arcana check nine nine it's um it's familiar but you can't put your your finger on it i'm gonna leg it after him at this point agrilab turns around and realizes that the doctor and perrin have both disappeared and agrilab is impressed <laughs> bloody hell <laughs> I think no wizards were that good. I think I called and just be like, Agrolad this way! 16 on the perception check. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, Do you want to make some athletics oh. checks to see how good you are at running after him? Hmm. Uh, he's going to make one too. He got non-natural 20. I got a 19. 19. Ooh, you're catching up. I got an 18. Ooh, you're both catching up. Uh, and as you are running, he ducks down under something. Uh, but you are just too late as some kind of invisible wire like clocks you in the in the chest uh, I think it clocks Perrin in the chest uh, and yeah. it clocks um, Aqualad uh, on the top of the head almost knocking you down uh, it's you bounce back on it does it knock my hat off? yeah it knocks your hat off my, my wonderful um, helm of encouragement. Yeah, your helm of encouragement. It's a... Oh no, oh dear, poor Aquilad. Oh, better luck next time, lad. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Perrin, you find that um, as you bounce back from this wire, you're actually stuck to it. Uh, help, little help, please. It's. Oh, fuck. Now, less of that language, Petal. <laughs> I. D- uh. I think some steam is starting to come out of my nostrils. <laughs> uh, oh, Aguilad, you are shit. also stuck by the head. I'm stuck by the head. Uh, I reach up and try to pull it off. Uh, your hands and are stuck. get stuck by the hands as well. Yep. Uh, oh, bloody hell. Perrin, what Bastard. are you doing? Uh, I think I am trying to like burn it off. <laughs> so just like sneezing fire uh, about. Okay, do you want to use your fire attack? Um, what damage does yeah, it do? Yeah, that's all right. So I need to do... Whatever this is needs to do a um, dex save. Um, it can't move, so it can't do a dex save. So, uh, <laughs> in which case, it takes three fire okay. damage. Okay, uh, you burn some of it off, and you uh, enough to sort of stumble forwards. Uh, but you see in front of you uh, an entire the entirety of this uh, section of tunnel has been covered in these glowing webs. So let's flick back to um, Victrina and Pen uh, as you find some bats hurtling towards you. Would you like to roll for initiative? Oh, what is wrong with my dice? <laughs> Probably the same thing that's wrong with mine. Five. Oh dear. I've rolled a five and a six and a five. This is shit. 
<laughs> oh dear. I rolled a free. Apparently we don't have any initiative. <laughs> so, the uh, doctor goes first, and uh, he points a staff at you. And uh, Pen, can you make a wisdom saving throw? Um, no, I can't. <sighs> okay, uh, you are wrapped with psychic, pulsing brain hurt, <laughs> uh, and you're going to take one, two. Four points of psychic damage. Uh, the swarm of bats goes next. Uh, they are going to come after both of you. Uh, so first against Victrina, uh, twelve versus AC. Pen. Uh, oh, twelve again versus AC. Uh, that does hit. Uh, you are bitten by these bats. Uh, that is four points of uh, piercing damage. Uh, Victrina, you are next. I'm going to use acid Ooh, splash. Ooh, go for it. Okay. Uh, it says, you hurl the bubble of acid. Choose one creature within range or two creatures within range that are within five feet of each other. I it's a swarm of bats. Oh, wait, 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 wait. It's a swarm of bats, yes. Sorry. I've got hellish what? rebuke. Uh, you can do that on your next turn, I think. I think that's a reaction. Oh, is that a reaction? Yeah. Okay, do you want to do your Hellish Rebuke then? Oh, oh go, go yeah, back. Being that. damaged, so... Um, I point my finger and the creature that damaged you is more momentarily surrounded by Hellish Flames. Dexterity Ooh. saving throw. Uh, three plus, doesn't matter. Oh, that's two <laughs> Five. It all together. With a shout of bloody hell! <laughs> Nine points. Ooh, blimey, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, you take out a chunk of those bats. Uh, so, Victrina, you're using your acid splash. Yeah, acid splash. Yes. Uh, so, so uh, the bats have to make a dexterity saving throw or cool. take one d6. Their dex damage. is not great. Uh, four plus two, six. So no. Uh, pen. It's your go. Right. Do you have a is this room dark? No, it's got pretty bright. Actually, it no, it be should dark. be dark. Yeah, yeah. I think like the lights are dimmed. Yeah, for the um, back. So yeah. Casting light on the tip of my staff. Ooh. I'm waving them. Uh, yeah, they they are sensitive to light. Yeah. Uh, I will give them disadvantage then going forward. Uh, Doctorman goes next and is going to aim a flaming sword that comes out of his uh, staff at Victrina. Uh, 13, 14, 15 versus AC. Oof! Swing and a miss! It is! <laughs> uh, the bats are going to swarm around Victrina again. Uh, 16 versus AC. Um, my uh, AC meets beats, I'm afraid. Uh, four points of biting damage, of piercing damage. Uh, they're going to come after you, Victorino, again. 17 versus... A no. 16 yeah, again. Okay, yeah, so that still hits you. Still hits. Still hits. I can do maths, me. Uh, that is three points of piercing damage. Uh, Victorina, can you make a perception check? Uh, no, apparently okay. I cannot make a perception check. Uh... <laughs> The the I'm first thing five. you become aware of is that something has gone missing from your bag, uh, but you can't tell what with that lower perception check. Is it just suddenly yeah. lighter? Uh, Victorino, is your go. Right, um, I'm distra slightly distracted by the fact that my bag's got lighter. Uh, I'm going to have to go at the back of my shoes. Cool, shorts. go for it. Flailing wildly into the air. Flailing, yes. Uh, 
<laughs> That's all I've been doing all evening. <laughs> uh, does not Never. hit you. Swing and just they just fly around you with their echo location. Pen, you're up. White spell. I'm aiming it with bats again. Um, it's a roaring line of flame, 30 feet long. Take that, you bastards! And five feet wide. Aiming at the swarm of bats. Yeesh. It's a dexterity saving throw again. Oh, dex saved. Six plus two, so eight, so that is not going to do it, I imagine. And that is 3d8 fire damage. 14. Oof. Ouch, yeah, there's not many of them left. Dr. Munn goes next, and he's going to uh, make a wisdom saving throw pen. No. Yep. A crown of crushing thorns uh, spikes into your head. Uh, <laughs> for only two points of uh, psychic damage. Uh, but you will have to make another wisdom saving throw at the start of your turn. Uh, the bats are going to swarm around Victrina again. Uh, but something... 18 versus AC. Bye. Something pretty heavy smashes on your head. Uh, yes, it was a bottle of new milk that the bats stole from your bag. Uh, and you're gonna take... Nine points of bludgeoning damage. And you are now covered in new milk. And as soon as you're covered in it, the bats swarm even more furiously and start pecking and pecking at you. Uh, 12 versus AC, so they don't actually do any damage, but it's really annoying. And they are trying to really, really get at this new milk. Uh, so, Victrina, it is your go. Okay, uh, I'm going to have another go. go for it. Short I'll give you advantage because they're like right up on you now. Uh, thank you, because my roll's terrible. Uh, yes, 12, 12 would hit. Okay, cool. uh, okay. Ooh. Yeah, you, you've, you've done most of them, and there's only a handful left. Uh, Pen, it's your go. Bloody devils. I'm running out of spells. Or spell slots. Right, I'm tired of this boy. I've got to do a wisdom saving throw as well, haven't I? Yes, you do. Ah, that's better. 21. Yeah, yeah. The crown disappears. Right. Magic missile. At the doctor. Ooh, at the doctor. Cool. 11 points of damage on doctor, whoever Oof. he is. Yeah, he goes flying backwards from that and looks immediately bloodied. Doctor is about to go when suddenly the door behind you bursts open and somebody is going to get in, into the initiative roll but rolled a natural one so <laughs> it's going to go at last. Somebody throws the door open with no initiative. Uh, and you see a a man with a, uh, a bouffant of white hair uh, comes striding through. He's wearing a long white doctor's coat but has a frilly shirt underneath it and uh, some very fancy trousers. And uh, he looks up at the uh, vampire bats that are whirling around, and he goes, Ah, good day to you all. Perhaps it's time that the polarity of this situation was reversed somewhat, eh? And he pulls out a small magic wand. Uh, but next in the order are the bats, uh, who seem to ignore this new arrival, and instead continue to attack Victrina. Uh, 19 versus AC. Yeah. Uh, three points of piercing damage as again they are really really nibbling into you uh, but you've destroyed enough of them that I'm not going to give them a second uh, attack so Victrina it is your go okay. uh, I'm going to 
have a go with my short sword again. Just gonna flash out at them. Oh, that's better. <sighs> 21. Yeah, go oh, for it. This is where I roll one. Six. <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah, you slice through the last of them with your sword, uh, and even the one that you cut its head off, uh, it's still kind of like trying to lick up some of the new milk that's dripped on the floor. Well, I uh, don't blame it. I mean, new milk is delicious and very good for a person. Uh, you've still got the doctor character, so, Pen, it's your go. Right. At which point, I'm going to come at him with Pen's pen. Ooh, excellent. The pen that is mightier than a sword. Yeah. Uh, that hits. And that does 1d6 plus yep. 2. Three yeah, he's looking pretty bloodied. Uh, this new arrival goes next. Uh, he reaches into his pocket and uh, puts away his small magic wand and instead takes out a wooden stake. And he runs at this bad Doctorman. Is his name Doctor Doctorman? Uh, it's a ninth. <laughs> Apparently it is. It's a 19 versus AC, and that is going to hit four, uh, four points of damage, which is just enough, as he plunges the wooden stake into the heart of this uh, bad doctorman. Uh, and as the stake goes in, uh, the man melts away like frying rice. <laughs> Actual rice uh, Have you ever... I make fried rice uh, once a week. Joel. Listen, I have to get one misunderstanding of rice into every series. I've decided that. Now. Is it going to become your? Is it going to become your shtick? Yes, we've got to get that. I think it is. Thing of, of not uh, understanding how rice works. Better cooked in a non-stick. Hey. Perhaps he's thinking of rice krispies. Uh, maybe I am. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, now I'm hungry. Uh, he puts his um, he puts his stake away and uh, turns to the rest of you. <laughs> well, one does not become a doctor without acquiring a few vampire killing skills. What? <laughs> it's on the syllabus. Well, I am Doctor John. Nice by the way, um, how do you do? Victoria de Crest Grape, you milk. I'm I can't even say <laughs> my name. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I was told of your coming. I understand you want a meeting with the Lord High Doctor. It is probably safest if I take you there myself. One never quite knows who may be listening. Come along. A good walk will do you the world of good. Now shut up and follow me! As you burst out of these uh, webs, uh, again, you're confronted by a uh, large uh, it's seeming like uh, like a wall of webs uh, behind which you see some shapes moving uh, and you hear the voice of uh, Dr. Quacks saying, sorry but I do have to protect my business interests, you understand fuck you <laughs> yeah what, what, what they said better people than you have tried oh god I, mean, I don't actually no, want no, I don't to. want to actually, you know, no <laughs> No, I mean, oh. Now, I leave you in the very qualified hands of my beautiful nurses. Cheerio! And he goes running away, and you hear heavy footfalls behind you. Durst we look backwards. As you look, you see a large, lumbering creature covered in thick fur, large, glassy eyes glaring out at you, a small gun in its massive hands. Webs spew from the gun, and you dunk, duck out of the way just in time as somebody else comes running up behind this creature, 
It's the little man in the scruffy clothes you saw before. He looks up at the creature, and just at the same time you realise what it is, Aquilite, as the man says. Oh my giddy aunt! It's a yeti! campaign trail referendum was written and produced by Joel Corner. It starred Aim Phoenix as Perrin Bazonian, Stephen Poor as Pen Regante, Joanne Hall as Victrina Crested Grebe, and S. Naomi Scott as Aquilad. Diana Croft was the newsreader, Chris Walker-Thompson was Dr. Patrick, Dominic G. Martin was Dr. Quax, Tim Trelaw was Dr. John, and Genevieve Sabayan was Lisa Townsend. The theme music was produced and performed by Aim Phoenix. Additional music credits are in the episode description. You can support The Campaign Trail by going to patreon.com slash thecampaigntrail. We have special perks such as our exclusive Discord server, early access to episodes, and the chance to have your own D&D character appear in the show. You can follow The Campaign Trail at thecampaigntrail.co.uk, on Twitter at thecampaigncast, on facebook.com forward slash campaigncast, at soundcloud.com forward slash drawcorner, and wherever you find podcasts. So until next week, go back to your constituencies and prepare for adventure.